are you dealing with maybe a season where raising kids, little kids is coming to an end? Or are you dealing with even the tension of raising older kids and figuring out like, what is next? What is next for me? What is my God-given assignment? You are in the right place. I am so excited to introduce you to my friend, Kelly Thompson. Today, we are going to be talking about a little bit about all of that. So Kelly is a marketing mentor who helps women monetize their genius, master their message, and sell high value offers without being chained to social media. Amen. She is the founder of the Waymaker Society, a private coaching program that helps newish coaches unlock the power of virtual events and collaboration to increase their visibility and impact. She's a wife, a mother of four, and a 13-year-old, a 13-year homeschool mom, author, speaker, and host of the Genius in You podcast, where she gets to talk to ordinary moms who are using their genius to do incredible things in business life. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me, Sam. That sounds so cool and so impressive. Like, thank you for reading. I was thinking that. I was thinking that as I was reading it. I was like, okay, Kelly, I see you. I see you, Kelly. I see me too. Oh my goodness. So good. We all need to read our bios to ourselves every once in a while. Honestly, hype ourselves up every day, like just to get out of bed. Okay. But wait, can we talk about that for two seconds? Then we'll jump in. But even the women listening, because I've had people read my bio for like podcast interviews and I've been like, oh yeah, that is me. Like, oh yeah, I yes. did do that. I am raising kids. Yes. I, like, so women listening, make your bio and read it to you out loud. Yes. It counts. yes. And amen. I agree with that. That's like a morning affirmation to be honest. Yeah. yeah I think oh it's yeah. Great. Like, look what I'm doing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Let's jump in with your story, Kelly. Can you share a little part of your story for us today? 100%. Um, I'm just going to start with, because this is critical to, um, before I share my story, as a mom, you raising your children to love and serve the Lord is your assignment, but it is not your lifetime assignment. So I just want to say that just going in, it is not your lifetime assignment. So for me, I started my business when our oldest daughter got engaged. We have been homeschooling now for 13, 14 years or so, and I have helped my children navigate pretty much every aspect of their lives. And as a mom, that's what you do, right? You make sure your kids are healthy and safe, and you make sure that, you know, they have friends and the right friends. And if they're following the Lord and all of those things, right? And you grow up, you raise your children to do that. And we worry about them. And so when my oldest daughter got engaged, it was really kind of a wake up call for me to realize that hey, this is not going to last forever. And your kids do grow up and move on. And that's obviously what you want. I mean, that is the goal, right? To raise, you know, healthy, productive humans that can kind of go out and live their lives. But I guess it sounds weird to say like out loud, but that's reality. I never really connected the dots in my head. Like, wait a minute, they're all going to leave one day. And as a mom, you know, you, you know, you have kids, you're a, a lot of your life is consumed with them and what they're doing, where they are and all that stuff. And so the realization that one day that would all be gone, the hustle and bustle of raising kids and juggling all of the things, husband and the work and all of the stuff that you're doing that goes into your mom life on a day-to-day basis, um, that that would be gone. That was really sad for me. Yeah. And I, I don't think that's something that's talked about enough. And that's kind of a story for another day. Cause you know, that's, Anyway, that's something that um, it really kind of impacts my moms. If you are listening to the sound of my voice and you are not in that season yet where your children are growing up and moving out of the house, I want you to lean in because this is still for you. Because again, I don't feel like it's talked about a lot. And so I was kind of in this season where I was like, 
wow, what am I supposed to do? And so I started seeking the Lord, like, okay, God, what is my assignment? Now, obviously I have four kids and my oldest got engaged and is now married and living her life. And I have three more still in the home, you know, 12 to, I don't even know how old are they? 12 to 16. <laughs> but um, it really kind of made me start thinking like, what is life going to look like when my kids are grown and gone? And we have this idea in our head or society actually will tell you that um, the start of midlife is really when, you know, you, you start thinking about retirement and, and basically just, I don't know, laying down and just waiting for the end or something ridiculous. But nowhere in the Bible does it talk about retirement. It doesn't talk about your assignment ending because your children are kind of grown and flown. It's actually quite the opposite. You know, the Bible talks about wisdom, <clears throat> wisdom. And as you're getting, getting older and getting wiser and wiser and being able to share that wisdom with other people, I think it's Proverbs 10, 10, 21 or something that talks about the lips of the righteous feed many. So that many is beyond your, just your household. Yes, you are 100% called to, you know, your family's your first ministry. And I believe that. But what happens when you still, when your kids are grown and gone, or even as you have your kids at home, but you feel that kind of call, that call to contribute in some other way. And that's a very, very real thing that I, I think that a lot of times we as women don't really kind of take the time to assess and think about what it is that I'm supposed to be doing in addition to being a mom or maybe after your season of being a mom is over. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I like my kids range from five to 11. And so we are past the stage of diapers, past the stage of diaper bags, you know, like out of that little stage. But as my oldest is hitting like preteen and teenage milestones and middle school, I am thinking about this reality because yes. it has gone from like the focus on discipline and making sure like they know how to function as little kids to, oh shoot, I hope I did that right. Because now we're, we're trying to figure out how to parent teenagers and that they are respectful and love God and love people, right? Like it changes, yes. but then I agree that there's not a ton of conversation for like after this. And for us, we are homeschooling moms who also do something else. Ministry has always been a part of my life, but I know so many women who focus on the family, which is like, yes, please do that. And then, and then after they're like, they have this like loss of identity or grief, or they don't know, like, now what do I do? Like my kids are gone or my kids are leaving. And now what is like a huge question. 100%. And like I said, I think it, it's something that's not discussed a whole lot. And, you know, and I don't really know why that is like when, you know, my girlfriends and I would kind of sit and talk that, you know, have college age kids or kids that are like in the season of getting engaged or getting married or whatever, we would sit and talk about it. And, and it, it's honestly very sad. Like yeah. the grief that you feel is extremely real. And you it's just, I, it, it really blindsided me to be honest, Sam. Like I wasn't expecting that. I was like, wait, she's leaving. What do you mean? She's leaving. She's not she's supposed to leave, <laughs> like, you know? but they're supposed to leave. And you, and that doesn't mean that you're done. Yeah. That's honestly, almost the opposite because as what I found is as my kids have gotten older and more independent and been able to do things without me as much as on one side, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're older and more independent and they're doing things without me. The other side, I was like, yes, 
they're older, they're more independent, they're doing things without me. And in that season, that's an opportunity for you to kind of lean in and think about, okay, now what does God want for me to do? Um, there's a whole uh, a masterclass that I do actually. And one of the things we talk about in that class is what's in your hand and finding out what is in your hand. Like, you know, the story about Moses and God said to him what was in his hand and what he had was like a staff, you know, and it turned into a stake and, and the whole story and really just being able to think about what it is that God has already gifted you with. What are your unique gifts and talents and what are the experiences that you have kind of had over the course of your life that you can use to help someone else? And that, the, that right there is really critical. Like we think that these experiences that we're having are for us. They're not for us. They're for the help, the benefit of other people. If you choose to look at it that way, and if you choose to share, but that's hundred percent your choice. You can 100% and I, I sadly know people who have had children, their kids are grown and gone. And it's like, they have all this abundance of wisdom and knowledge. And they're just kind of like lost and don't know what to do with that. I would say that you have an opportunity to pour in, like in the Bible, it's, I forget, I think it's in Titus or something where it talks about like the older women helping the younger women. Like this is the opportunity that you have to really kind of use your gifts and your talents to serve and help other people. And if you're aware of that, um, it can make such an incredible impact in someone's life. And here's the thing, everyone that is listening to my voice, you have something very, very powerful to share that can help someone else. And that's something that a lot of times I don't think a lot of women really recognize. You kind of look at your experiences as, oh, you know, they're just my experiences. And they are so much more than that. And it's so much bigger than that because God has called you to make a difference. God has called you to make an impact. And it's not just in your family. I know a lot of times we feel like, oh, well, it's my family. And just like you said, you 100% want to take care of your family. That's your first ministry. By all means, do you. However, there's more beyond those walls that you need to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So Kelly, how did you, you got to this point, how did you start this process? Like, what did that look like for you? <clears throat> yeah. So for me, like I said, I started with what was in my hand. Um, uh, and, and to be honest, it was still kind of, it was difficult, even though I kind of knew enough to understand that I did have some of these skills. You know, I retired from corporate America when um, we started homeschooling our kids, but I had a lot of different skills. You know, I worked in um, IT and, and all kinds of different backgrounds. I've got ridiculous amount of things that I've done in my life, which all I think is kind of common for all of that, yes. right? It's kind of common for women in general, right? And so even though I knew I had some things to offer, it was still very intimidating for me to think like, okay, can I really do something? You know, like I knew I wanted to help and serve. And so I was like, okay, I can start a business, you know, doing this thing that, um, that can help and serve others. But I was kind of like, I don't know, should I, how do I, can I really call myself all of those kind of doubts yeah. and thoughts that you have in your mind where you're like, I don't know if this is really like, you know, you, I'm sure, you know, Sam, right? Like you totally. ever had something that, you know, you wanted to share and you knew it could really benefit someone, but you're like, I don't know. And it kind of just holds you back. Right. Yeah, like well, this I ministry. Think, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the summit, everything. <laughs> it's a challenge. And so knowing that um, you have something doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. Just mm -hmm. because you have the assignment doesn't mean it's going to be an easy assignment. And for me, I really struggled with 
stepping into that um, purpose and that power that I feel like God gave me. Like when you think about, you know, the Bible talks about you are a royal priesthood. Like you are a daughter of a king, the king. And just, it took me, I'm still kind of stepping into that reality. As I think we most, most of us are, when you think about who you are, like you're the daughter of a king, the king of the universe. Like what? And, And here I am like shrinking back away from who I am. So anyway, total sidebar, but for me, um, one of the things that kind of stopped me was this kind of fear, this imposter syndrome. Like, could, could I really say who do this? Can I really do this? Can I really say that this is who I am? And I think a lot of times we as women, we doubt ourselves. We kind of doubt our thoughts and our abilities and our, our natural inclinations. And the reason for that is that we have a very real enemy in our thoughts, yeah. right? The way we talk to ourselves we would never, some of the things we say to ourselves, we would never say to someone that we loved and care about, right? Like some of the thoughts that go on in your head. And here's the thing that I've learned. If the, and I heard someone say this, if the enemy can rob you of your identity, he can rob you of your legacy. Yeah, That's huge, so good. Mm-hmm. right? So knowing who you are is super, super important. And, and again, as believers, we're kind of pulled in so many different directions. It's easy to kind of get lost in the sauce and get lost in the shuffle, right? And think like, who am I to think I can do this? And, and, and shouldn't I be content? And isn't this enough for me or whatever? And, you know, the, the, the Bible doesn't talk about giving people, God doesn't give people just enough. He's like, oh, I'll give her just enough or I'll give him just enough. When you think about the, the blessings that God wants to give you, he wants to kind of squish them down, wrap the porto, uh, like pour, uh, overflowing, right? Like that's what he wants to give you, an abundance, right? Like the abundance collective and, you know, the name of this summit. So God wants to bless us abundantly and, and learning how to step into that is, is really paramount. So for me, one of the things I did, I've got like three points that I want to share that really kind of helped me step into that and go from doubt. Like, can I really do this? Is this really who I'm supposed to be to making that decision? And obviously the very first thing before you even do anything is you need to seek the Lord and you need to find out what it is that he wants you to do with the gifts and talents and skills and experiences that he's blessed you with right so that's yeah. that's that's kind of my overall disclaimer before we kind of go into anything else so number 1 is you have to trust that you've already been equipped god has given you and uniquely given you and blessed you with the things that you've already done which i've kind of already mentioned right every experience that you've had every skill that you've earned every gift that you've been given every talent that you have all of these things are kind of this awesome package that god has put together that you alone have that you can use to share with other people so you have to trust that you already have what it takes to do the things that god is calling you to do Number two is you have to also believe that you've been sent. Here's the thing. We have all been sent, right? What does God say? Go forth and make disciples, right? And what does that look like? It looks different in everyone's life, right? Because there are things that you're equipped to do that I'm not. There's things that I'm equipped to do that you're not, right? So the only way for you to go ahead and do that is to step out into that and believe that you have been sent and you have been sent, Third point I want to share, you have to take action. It is not enough to kind of sit back and say, yeah, you know, I know some stuff and I'm just going to wait till God brings the people to me that I'm supposed to help. No, ma'am. Someone said this too. It's two thirds of God's name is go. How many times does God say go in the Bible? (laughs) Yeah. How many times does he say go in the Bible? 
go, go, go. He tells everyone, go, <laughs> go to this land. I'm going to, I'm not, I'm going to show you go here, go there, go forth and make disciples, go, go, go. Right. So it's not about sitting back and resting. And that goes back to like, nowhere in the Bible does God say, okay, you're done. You raised your kids. You're good. Just like mm-hmm. chill. Like he doesn't say that it's not, yeah. it's not in there. Right. Or even if you have children, he's not saying like, okay, this is all you're supposed to do. Sometimes, and I get this, so hear me, I no judgment here. Sometimes that's all you can do because you're in the midst. You've got like little ones and four-year-olds and two-year-olds that are getting into everything and touching everything, yes. right? And you can't do all of the things and that's okay. But God says to go, and that is what we are called to do. We are called to go, right? So that's just kind of like some tips that I wanted to share in terms of what you can do to kind of unstick yourself and really get your mind kind of turning and thinking like, what is it that God has for me? What does he want me to do? I hope that was helpful. I No, that was incredible. I also want to mention that seasons, God works. He's a God of seasons, right? And so if you are in the diaper phase, you literally have no time where there's not a child touching you. Totally understandable. <laughs> Maybe you're listening to more audio Bible. Maybe you're reading the word. You're soaking in his presence. You're literally, maybe you're not doing anything and you're just learning how to abide, which just means be with Mm -hmm. him, right? And as your time frees or the kids in school, right? Like seasons or when your kids are gone out of the home or they're starting to get older or they're doing the things with their friends instead of their mom, like that's when maybe you, you sow into the word deeper or you know what I mean? Like there's seasons. And so- Whatever season you're in, your job is to love God more. And so however that looks and, and then it's preparing you for when you are able to go, when he does say go, then you're already equipped because you've been putting in the work. Right. And so, and he equips you like Kelly just said, I love, um, the two thirds of God thing. I've never heard that. I think that's fantastic. Um, (laughs) and I feel like we live in a world where, I can Google anything and get information, how to create a summit, how to show up online, how to speak to my neighbor about Jesus. Like, and so I feel like in one way that's awful and overwhelming and it stinks really bad, but in, if we're using it for our good and his glory, then we can do anything like anything. And you don't have to start a business like us. You don't have to be on a stage or do virtual summits. It can be hosting a women's Bible study in your home. It can be making a meal for a grieving widow. Like the options are endless. And I love that you said, Kelly, like we are each called to go, but it looks different for all of us, all of us. My calling even looks different than my husband's. Like, so it's just one of those things where I feel like we put the pressure on us. And you said this too. We um, are sometimes inwardly focused. Sorry if this hurts. And God's saying, one, it's the God of the universe, like Kelly said, but he's pushing us to go. Like, it's not actually about us yes. at all. Newsflash. <laughs> I love that you said that. Cause it's so true because sometimes we, a lot of times, I, like no one thinks about you as much as you think about you, right? Yes. Like, that's that's how we are, right? Yeah. So that, you know, that, just, and just what you said, like the seasons, a hundred percent, like it doesn't have to look the same as Sam's calling or my calling or someone else's calling. Like wherever you are though, you are called to do Mm -hmm. something for his glory. And it could just be 
that you're literally like keeping your head above, above water and raising your children to the best of your ability and making sure they go to church and, you know, making sure that you are kind to people and you are showing up for people and you are sharing whatever it is in the small nanoseconds of time that you have in between like diaper duty and, you know, washing dishes or, you know, going to work or whatever it is that you're doing, that you're sharing his love with people. But we all have the capacity to do something and we are all called to do something whatever yeah. that looks like so we do we put our those restrictions on ourselves like well and there's a book i was reading called the gap in the game which is fantastic but one of the things it talks about is living in the gap and living in the gap means that you're always looking at the things that you don't have or the things that you didn't do versus living in the game where you're like no, I was able to do this. Like I woke up this morning, I brushed my teeth. I took care of my kids. I, you know, sent them off to school or whatever. And living in that moment where you're not only thankful, but you're also reflective of how far you've come and the things that you have been able to do. And so a lot of that is kind of a mindset thing that you have to be aware of too. So this, this talk, make no mistake that this talk is not like, you know, trying to get you to do more than you possibly can. 100% no. Like, it's more like, I want to give you permission to do the thing that God has called you to do. Whatever that looks like in your life. Like, I am not, I'm not God. I am, no one else can tell you what you are supposed to do, what he wants you to do. That is all between you and the father, right? That's that, the vertical yeah. relationship, vertical, yeah, vertical relationship. So whatever it is that you're called to do is what you were, is exactly what you were supposed to be doing. The thing is that you need to make sure you're hearing from him. So you know what you're called to do. I love that. Yes. And I want to go back real quick to Titus. You had spoke, um, and I think it's in Titus, right? Where the older women will sow into the younger women. And right. so older women, I want to speak to you for a second because you have a voice, you have a story, you have wisdom, whether you think so or not, this is a younger person telling you that that is true and that we need you somewhere along the life line of generations. I feel like they're stopped being where like grandma's taught their grandkids how to sew or, and, and there's, that could be an entirely different talk because I do right. see some of the reasons for that and intentional reasons, but but I would just encourage you to, whether it's in your family or out of your family, whether it's in a Bible study or at church family, whatever, to find a younger person to pour into. And younger people, all of the younger people I know, and if you're hearing my voice and you're in that category too, if you cannot find one, go find one yourself. Because I missed out on having mentors in my life and in uh, as a young kid. But when I became a mother... I felt like, oh my God, I can't do this alone. So I joined a mom's group and I made sure to join a mom's group where there were older women and they weren't, did not have children in diaper and they could sew into me. And it, it is some of my best, like valuable mentorship was in that season where it was so hard for me and other women were just coming alongside of me and say, Hey, you don't actually suck as a mom. Like literally I've had text messages <laughs> that or that, right? Like, Oh, thank you. I needed that today. And so both sides, whichever side you fall on, either find someone to pour into, that's literally our go and make disciples, or find someone who someone. you can, who can mentor you. Ask yeah. someone, hey, I love you. Past, like older women at church, pastors, I don't care who it is. As long as they're seeking the Lord, the fruits of their life show that they are seeking the Lord and they are willing to do it and go ask them, take someone out for coffee and be like, hey. Can you pour into me? I need a mentor in this way. Teach me how to read the Bible. Teach me how to hear from God, whatever it is. Okay. So 
Sorry, I didn't mean to do that little rampant, but I felt like both of you need to hear that. Both sides of the age coin. (laughs) Yep. I love that. Love that. Love that. So true. Yep. Okay, Kelly, if you, so for the women listening, I just did a spiel. Sorry, but I want you to speak and just give a word over these women who are like, yes, Kelly, I want this. You're speaking to my heart. I'm going to do your three things and then just give them a word. Yes. Um, I want to say that you are enough. A lot of times in society, we hear otherwise. You're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not pretty enough. You, you are 100% enough. The God of the universe created you exactly how you are supposed to be. The experiences that you have had are not wasted, not at all. And so I just want to encourage you again, you had that permission to go out and do the thing that God has called you to do. Don't be afraid of it. Lean into it. In this life, we will have troubles. We know that, right? It's biblical, but that doesn't just because it's hard doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing it. So I just encourage you to believe that you're enough and go. Go, go, go. Yeah, so good. Yes. And Kelly, what does going look like for you now in this season? I mean, I read your bio, bio but what are you going? Yeah, for me, it really does look to look like <laughs> leaning into those uncomfortable spaces. <laughs> like I laugh because yes. I'm like, like so much of my life has been uncomfortable in the last you know year since I started my business, especially. I feel like you know, just like we were talking a little bit about before um, we started recording is like in this life, we will have trouble and just kind of leaning into that, that those uncomfortable places, because that's really on the other side of that is where the growth happens. So for me, like, you know, doing the things that I have been doing have all been uncomfortable. I'm slightly on the introverted side. So I'm not really one that kind of will seek these kind of experiences where it's like lots of people and lots of stuff and doing all of the things. But like God's like, mm, I don't care. This is where I want you. And this is what I want you to do. And so just kind of leaning into that and listening for that still small voice to kind of do the things and for him to give me strength. That's the other thing. Like, I think a lot of time in my life before I kind of leaned more on my own knowledge and my own ability to kind of just get it done. And really, I feel like God's teaching me that you, yes, you can do it, but you can't do it without me. And yeah. that's something that I've been kind of growing and learning as well. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. That's an entire word. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. Okay. We won't go into that word. Okay. Kelly, where can we <laughs> find you? Uh, connect with you. Say hi. All the things. Give us all the things. Yes. Follow me on Instagram. Although I'm not really a big fan of social media, but I, I do have presence there. It's at Kelly Thompson and co. And then also on my website, aligned to attract.com.com align to attract.com. I usually have like, you know, a masterclass I'm doing or free training or whatever. So you can always connect with me there as well. Perfect. Thank you. And friends, the links for this are below. And Kelly has also offered to graciously give you a free gift. And so read the description and check it out in the links below. All the ways to get in connection with her are right here. Kelly, thank you so much. And thank you so much for your time and your wisdom and for pouring into us, doing exactly what you're telling us to do. Thank you so much, Sam, for having me. It's been a blast.